Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey friends, it's Tony Collier and I am so proud, so incredibly proud to announce that this season of the Still Coloring Podcast is sponsored by Bart Technologies. One of the biggest mistakes that I've ever made as a parent is not taking technology and its dangers seriously. I mean, y'all already know our kids are being exposed to some incredibly horrific things. However, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably heard a little bit about my journey and my partnership with them. I did some research on Bark Technologies through the help of my amazing Instagram community, and it has been incredible. They have been helping me navigate this world for technology for my daughter, Dylan, and one day, my little baby boy, Sammy. And as you probably know, technology can be a major contributor to mental health issues in our little kids today. So, Thank you, Bark, for sponsoring this season as we discuss little kids with big feelings. Keep listening. You'll hear a little bit more about Bark Technologies later. Hey, fam, you are listening to another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast. And this season, we're talking about little kids, big feelings. I'm so excited, y'all, because this episode is incredible. I got Food Network star and personality, Artie party. That's what she goes by. And I just love it so very much. Okay. And we talk about everything from being a working mom to helping our kids understand the dynamics of a really hard work life, but coming home and making them the priority. Because the truth is our kids are more important than our greatest failures. So if we fail at work and we get it right with our kids, we're in good shape. Artie is incredible, y'all. You're going to love her zeal, her passion for Jesus and food. Y'all know. I love me some food. Check it out. Make sure you share this episode and I'll see you there. Well, hello, good people. <laughs> I'm sweating, y'all. I'm, this is what happens when you try to be cute. For those of you listening, you can't see. I have this blazer on and I'm in Texas and it's so hot, but I don't want to take it off because I want to be cute. Um, yeah, no, it's worth it. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, You guys are listening to another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast. We've been in this season called Little Kids, Big Feelings, and we have talked about a lot. We've talked with Sissy Goff, who's an incredible expert when it comes to child therapy. We Mm. have gone there. And this episode's for our working mamas, okay? For our entrepreneurs, for our speakers, for our writers, for our TV personality. I mean, I don't know, whatever it is. But if you are a mama or a parent, really, in general, Mm -hmm. that's balancing the tension of, maybe leaving your kids for work and how you process their feelings within that. And also like, I don't know, make money for them to eat, you know, yep. and how that's so hard. And I'm so excited because the guest that's going to be talking about this from the Food Network, you've done so many great things for broadcast <laughs> reader. I read your bio and I'm like, who is this chick? Like, what is even <laughs> happening? I was like, what about these other things? Do I talk about these other things that she's done? She's done so much. I don't understand. There's a cookbook. I don't know. Yes. But Artie, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Can you you. just introduce yourself and tell us what you do so that people know what's going down? Um, My name is Artie Sequera, and I guess (laughs) I'm kind of a thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, That was a big deal for me to even say that. You're a household name. There you go. 
I am a fixture on Food Network. I came into it as a chef, uh, but before that, I was a news producer, documentary producer. I have an accent because I was born in India and I grew up in Dubai and I went to an English school, which is why I have this accent. (laughs) Um, But Uh first and foremost, I was plucked out of the darkness Mm. by the good Lord Jesus. That that is my first first and most important identity. Yeah. Come on. Mm. I just, it's hard for me because I'm on a platform Mm -hmm. and I know these moments but there is a small, about maybe 2% of a fangirl situation going on. <laughs> because when I it. tell you, my parents, just they were really monitored the TV a whole bunch. But Food uh-huh. Network, they're like, have at it. There ain't yeah. nothing. Don't be going wrong on the Food Network, okay, girlfriend? Yep. And if it'll make yep. you a little behind, more domestic, great, you know? <laughs> and so I'm just, I love food. If I could wave a magic wand, it and if ministry doesn't work out because I'm a little wild, I may do something crazy one day and get canceled. <laughs> I'm going Food Network, okay? Like, yeah. your girl is coming through, okay? I'm going to learn about the spices like you are an expert in spices. <laughs> and I'm coming. I'm yeah, going to make grilled cheese sandwiches, we'll but room. I will be one heck of a host. Because <laughs> I, I just, I say this all the time to my friends, they laugh so much. I'm like, I feel like I'm worshiping unto the Lord when I eat. Like, when I oh, have yeah. a good meal... I have gratitude for the fact that he gave us taste buds. What? Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do percent. that. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, first of all, I ask all the time. I'm like, Lori, are we going to have like food in heaven? Like, I'm not saying we need it because you're going to be enough, but it would be great. It would be great to have I a little meal he, with we you. Will. Yeah. I think we will. Yeah. I think so, we will. I think it's just, it's so his character and his nature to spoil us. Yeah, to spoil us. It's with the unnecessary. You know, listen, he has a lot of, there are boundaries, right? There's a lot in our lives where he's like, no. But then the other side of that is just this unbelievable generosity. I mean, taste buds. Hello. That's taste it. Buds. That's all you need. I'm just saying what Jesus did after he came onto the scene was yes. have people over for dinner. Just putting mm-hmm. it out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Artie, I want to talk about your life because I feel like as I watch your stories, I'm just resonating with you in and out of airports and, you know, on set, like plastering all this makeup on. I just feel you so (laughs) deeply. Eyelashes, so many eyelashes. I actually have an eyelash stuck to my purse right now because I just forgot. (laughs) I forgot. So I know this life. But what I also know is that when you have a family, when you have small children, Mm -hmm. it is a delicate dance and it's real hard. Talk to us a little bit about your dynamics so people understand what we're talking about. And then we're going to dive into how you manage that with your kids. Yeah. So, you know, I've been married for, it'll be 20 years this year to my college darling that I met on like the first or second day. And we have two daughters, nine and seven. And so, and you know, my husband's an actor. And so we've always been sort of just kind of striking out on our own, doing our own thing. Then once we started having children, we were like, we're just going to keep, we're going to keep this going and it take turns. And it's, but what I don't know why, and I've asked the Lord, and He's just so silent on this one. But for some reason, it's been my turn for a long time, and so that's been an interesting dynamic. Sort of going, you know, to have my husband now be the primary caretaker, raising the children, what you know, like keeping the home, um, and then me being the person that's going out and working. And specifically, my kind of work is I'm gone days. You know, this particular, you know, this particular session, I'm gone for six weeks, six weeks. It's been since I've been home. Um, and 
So in terms of what that does for my girls, on the one hand, yeah, um, you know, there's, I love when people, I, I, and I agree with this whole idea that, you know, I want my kids to see that you can go out and do whatever you want to do. But I also want them to see that it's hard, right? Like the, this whole idea of going out and chasing your dreams and all of that, it's not one color, it's many colors. And yes. some of those are really dark ones. Like it's, it's lonely. It's, um, it really builds on, you know, builds your perseverance. Um, you miss your family. You are missing out on first days of school. You're missing out, out on victories and on difficulties. Um, and that is really tough, you know, and I have my own fears about, um, what that does for a relationship. Now on the flip side, that means that whenever we're together, it is very easy for me to go. I'm not working right now. This is you and me time, right? You are my focus and you are my priority. And so it means that those times are really sweet yeah. because I turn my eyes completely onto them as much as I can um, and to make them feel like really valued and important because they are to me. Mm. I, so there's so much that I just want to like bring to life. Like <laughs> I just, because I'm learning myself I'm young. I, you know, I've been on the road for just a little while. And so I'm still yeah. learning. There are days when I literally question like, Lord, are you sure this is it? Like, right. brother, I, I could be a stay at home. I mean, I'm down for it. Okay. Like <laughs> yeah, I could just I be at Lululemon doing my thing, you know? <laughs> um, but God's called me to this. Just like, I mean, like, it's just like, wow, my, my husband planted a church. And so it has switched yeah. for us as well. Like instead of him being on the road, he's cultivating a whole community for Jesus and I'm on the road. And so it's very, very interesting dynamic one of the things I want to lean into is the fact that my parents would look at that situation or my grandparents would look at that situation to be like, you got your man at home, the husband's at home. Yeah. Like, what do you mean here? And yeah. I feel like there's been this devalue of roles and what that looks like in society. And I'm really grateful to see that we can talk about it so freely because we should yes. be free Yes. In that we're going to play whatever role we need to play for our kids. I've been a single uh, mom, meaning I've been mom and dad. Okay. Right. And so I just love that so much that you guys are riding that balance out. There's yeah. no shaming there. And there's yeah. just this welcome, this beautiful welcome of we're just going to play whatever role we need to play for our kids. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it really comes, it comes down to um, this is what the Lord has written right now. You know, no matter what we've tried to do differently, this is what the Lord has written right now. And so I know that there are some, you know, traditional biblical standards about like, you know, that a man, you know, this is what a man's supposed to be doing. And this is what a woman's supposed to be doing in a family, et cetera, et cetera. I'm coming to tell you as like devoted disciples of Jesus, Read my this Bible. is where we are. This is where we are right this is now. Where we are. And I think that there's actually something really wonderful for my girls mm. to have as much time with their dad as they get. That's good right. Stuff. Because they are never going to compromise when it comes to a man in their lives because they're going to have this example for them. Such a, a man good who standard. is firm, but gentle, a man who is protective, but playful, like all of those things um, that, you know, I, I wish I'd had more time with my dad as a yeah, child. 100%. You know, So I think that there's there are things that the Lord is doing now and I don't fully understand it. And I don't think I will until you know, I'm I don't older know. We're, we're going to get to heaven and we're going to yeah. all be wrong about something. Can't even wait for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. did I get wrong? Another thing I want to highlight is how you hold the tension. We, I have this line that we say where hurt and hope can coexist, right? We're like, we're not this like monolithic 
humanity. We can feel yes. all the things at all the time. All the and I just yeah. love that you, first of all, you did a nod to colors and that was yes. cool because hello, <laughs> you're welcome. Podcast. I was like, oh, using that one. You're going to see that on a Sunday morning and you're going to be like, no, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'll give you your props. Thank but you. <laughs> there are different colors to our situations. And yes. I get people all the time like, oh, you're so lucky you get to travel. Oh, you're so lucky right. you got some sky miles popping. And I'm like, no, no, no. First of all, I'm not lucky. I'm really grateful because I'm blessed that I get to do this. Yes. And two, there is a gift and there's a shadow side to that gift. Yes. And I love that you're holding the tension of that for people mm-hmm. because it, we could so easily be like, well, okay, Artie, if this is just so bad, if you have so many dark colors, then you should just stay home. Like, just forget just your purpose. Just leave it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and that's yeah not how we were designed. Speaking to that, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, said, I, think, girl, I think we're we're complex and we're capable of holding more than one emotion at a time, and I think that's a really great example to show people, but to also to show our children that you can, um, you can hate school but also appreciate it at the same time. There are friends that are going to trigger you, but there are things that you can learn from it. You know, um, I. I think I felt for a while that I couldn't complain about this career, especially because it came out of nowhere for me. So, you know, I was definitely in a wilderness season where I felt like, I don't know my worth. I don't know my purpose. I don't even know. I would wake up and be like, Lord, I don't even know why you're waking me up. You know what I mean? I have no idea what my purpose is today. And so to be in this career every single day, I am so, so grateful. But that there's a, You know what I mean? And even when we look at, when, look at Jesus, right? I mean, he, I don't think he shied away from talking about the difficulties of what he was doing and, and the toll that it took on his spirit, on his mind, on his body. The fact that he had to go away from people so often because he was just like, it's too much. I need a break. Um, I think that's, that's my model, you know? And I think the tension for me is now, what do I do when I'm back home? In a way, being away is I'm in this compartmentalized box and I just do my job, right? Then when I come home, s- trying to straddle those two, those two things. So I'll have a couple of days where it's just, I'm recovering, I'm loving them and pouring into them, but then life goes on. So then I'm now doing the thing that I think most women are doing uh-huh. who are working outside of the home, which is you work all day and then it's dinner time and you got to make dinner and you feel like, what in the world? This is such an insult that I would have to now make dinner. And even as someone who is a food professional, I have felt it. I I feel it. I I feel it. And so the one thing that has worked for me, um, and it was actually taught to me by a woman who is a Hindu, I call her my aunt, but she, you know, that's because it's Indian culture. Yeah. Uh, She taught me that she always prays before she cooks. And I was like, say what now? And she's like, you don't do that. And I was like, you eat, but before you cook, what are you talking about? Before you cook, before you cook. Because I think so many of us walk into the kitchen going, this is another chore before I can Mm. get to bed. This is another chore before I can watch TV and, and do something for me. I have to do another thing for somebody else, you know? And so for me, what has helped is not necessarily meal prepping, planning, although that's all helpful. For me, I needed to have a change of heart. And so I walk into that kitchen and I pray and it turns that kitchen into holy ground because that's a place now where instead of this is a chore, this is you and me time with the Lord. This is me walking in and going, Lord, I need hope. I need encouragement. And he's sort of really meeting me there. 
And so that's what gave birth to this new cookbook called Unwind. Oh, is yes. There's devotions that uh-huh. you know address every single one of those needs. And then there's a recipe that plays off those ideas in the devotion so that you can turn your dinner experience into a sacred experience. If you are a parent or a caregiver today, you know just how hard it can be raising kids in the digital age. The struggle is real, y'all. When it comes to balancing screen time, keeping kids safe from dangerous websites and all the countless other threats out there, y'all know it can be a challenge. And it's hard to know where to start. The Bark Phone is the answer parents have been looking for. It was built by a dad of two looking to keep his own kids safe online. And let me tell you, the reviews are popping. As a Bark Phone parent, you manage literally everything your child can do on their device, from who they can text, what apps they can download, and even when they can use them. The best part of this is that it's all customizable. If your child is young, you can block everything and just allow text and talk. As they get older, you can gradually add in games, apps, social media if you want, and you can scale back at any time too, if your kid just needs a little breather. Now, Bark's technology can also scan text messages, emails, other apps, social media, and alerts you to potential dangers like bullying, online predators, sexting, suicidal ideation, and so much more. For peace of mind, when your child is out and about, you can also use Bark's GPS location tracking to keep an eye on them. Not in the market for a new kid's phone, but still interested in keeping your kids safer online. Bark also has a safety app that you can put on iPhones, Androids, Chromebooks, iPads, and even Kindles. So here's what I want you to do. Check out Bark technology for your family. Visit info.bark.us slash Tony. I'm going to say that one more time. Visit info.bark.us slash Tony. Listen, you will not regret protecting your kids. There's so many things that you just breathe life into. One of the things that I want to make sure people got, because whether you are a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, whether you you know, are having tension with a kid with a disability. We talk about that in another episode or a kid with Down syndrome. I mean, whatever that looks like. Sometimes it's maybe not about what you're doing, but how you're doing it. I remember my mama used to say, which I hate that I'm even repeating this because I sound just like her. She was like, (laughs) well, sometimes it's not even what you say, but it's how you say it. And and really, she was talking about and teaching me about a heart posture. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, it may not be that you have to pick up little baby socks and try to get them to match all the time and you're doing laundry for everybody and you're taking out trash when you think it should be your husband's job or you're cooking a meal. Sometimes it's not about what you do, but how you do it. And for us to be able to take a beat and create holy space, sacred space for the things that seem super mundane, insulting. Woo! That makes me convicted a little bit. Yes. In a good way. Well, the big lesson that I learned was that Um, you know, how I show up in the kitchen is great practice for how I show up in the rest of my life. Mm. You know, whether it's a doctor's appointment or it's doing laundry or it's taking a huge meeting or working with people that I'm like, oh, this is kind of, this isn't, this is hard. Yeah. Things are getting weird. People are hard. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, if I, it is such an opportunity. The kitchen is such an opportunity to daily practice giving over. You know what I mean? Just give over and let him take over. Um, And 
sort of speak into and meet us right where we are because Gosh, I love that. that's what he longs to do. And obviously God loves food, man. Come he on. He freaking loves food. Oh, I know he does. He gave taste buds. He gave us taste what? buds. He gave, I mean, you can't even name all the fruit that there are in the world. I know. Right? I mean, all the fruit, all the, the vegetables, fruit, all the flavors, the all the spices. All yes. I mean, there's not even one kind of salt. Well, no, I did <laughs> right? not know that. I did know that because the Himalayan and then you got the pink one. Okay, I got a little confused there for a second. Yes. I was like, what? I mean, then there's the Hawaiian lava. I mean, there's, there's the Is black sulfuric. Yes. There's you the really black salt we use in India. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, just the... That God loves food. And so why would he not tuck medicine and teaching and healing Ooh. into food and into the cooking of food? And I, you know, you said the thing that, you know, Jesus did as part of his ministry was to break bread with people. For me, the thing that really moves me is that like, after he was resurrected and he went looking for his, looking for his friends yes. and they were so crushed and so brokenhearted and they were out fishing the first thing he does for them is cook. Jesus cooked. He took a fish, he scaled it, he gutted it. Maybe he kept the head on because the meat right here in the cheeks is so good. It's so just right here. It's so good. Um, it is juicy. Um, you know, and he probably hit it with some salt and some lemon oh! and built a fire. You know what I come mean? On, like come on. Jesus cooked and he yeah. did it as an act of sort of humanity. Yep. But Connection. again, it was connection. It was sacred connection through the mundane act of cooking a fish. Um, and it was to to speak to and really bathe his disciples in his yeah. love. I love that so much. You know what I think about? Like, I have a one-year-old, which, good Lord, when you said you have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, I was like, man, if I would have just done it just back to back, because I have a <laughs> nine-year-old and a one-year-old. And that's yeah, just that's such a, a different dynamic than what you yes. got going on. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think about how many times my little one-year-old eats in a day. I mean, it is yes, a lot. We constant. got snacks at the 30 minutes. We got full meals. I mean, breakfast, lunch, dinner, like we're doing the thing. And um, I love to watch him eat. Like I love to watch him enjoy food. Mm -hmm. And he's got these cute little juicy lips. And when he <laughs> chews, I don't know what it is. I sit down, I'm like a stalker mom. <laughs> But I just, I could just only imagine that Jesus is just like watching us consume the food that he gave us, watching us on different holidays with yeah. our family. Yeah. The thing that brings us together. I think about funerals sometimes, like when after the funeral, after this really hard moment of grief, we go to a reception hall and we're enjoying a meal together in the midst of sadness. Like mm -hmm. that's just like divine wiring and God's like hand all over. Yes sharing yeah. meals with people. I could talk about this all day because again, I am a foodie I and I don't know. really know what that means in 2023, but I do know <laughs> that I worship unto the Lord when I eat. And, and when I take my friends out to restaurants that I love and they eat the thing that I know they're going to mm -hmm. love, the look on yeah. their faces. I mean, it's yeah. all throughout my camera roll. Okay. I have an issue. Um, <laughs> it's connection, right? It's I mean, connection. I think that's one of the reasons that God uses food so much to teach us about who he is, is that he, I mean, if he is a God of three persons and he believes in connection that much just up there, and I'm doing a triangle for everybody a triangle for see, you listening, uh -huh, uh -huh. just imagine what he wants for us between me and him, between you and me, between you and your child and you and your friends. And there is something about the breaking of bread that goes, um, 
I'm going to do this very intimate thing and take this food that you made with your bare hands and I'm going to eat it and put it into my body and allow it to nourish me. It is so intimate. Yeah. There's only, you know, there's only a couple other things that are more intimate than that, you know? Oh, that's and, so good. And so, you know, when we break bread with people, I really think that it is, there is a reason that Jesus describes heaven as a feast because there is something about that. He's like, that's who I am. And that's who you are to me, you know? Oh, okay. I love this so much. I have one more thing <laughs> that I want to loop back to that yes. you said. And honestly, I'm surprised that my mom brain remembered it until I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I just really have to good. Say that really I can remember good. that I still do have a memory as a mom of you two. You um, You said something earlier about you coming home and you're like with your people and you're looking them in the eyes. And what popped up in my mind was this idea that I think I had to learn when I started traveling a whole bunch. I don't feel like I had to learn it as much when I was just home and I had a nine to five and everything was super scheduled out. But it's this idea of breaking up with balance and marrying priorities. It sounds like by the way you function with your girls and your family and your husband, when you're on set and you're recording something for six weeks, your priority is work. Like, I have to execute well. I'm grateful for this. God's given me this. In order for me to steward over it, I'm prioritizing it. When I get home, work is not the priority. It's my family. How do you, how did you get to that point? Because I'm still struggling with balance. I'd be trying to do everything all at once. I'm like, but I could just send one more email and I could just, you know, how do you do that well? I don't, I I just set the expectation that I'm going to fail something every day. Oh, I don't like that word. Okay. I know, I know. (laughs) Because (laughs) just get on, rub your butt into it and get get comfy. Rub my booty into failure. Yep, just get into it. Because it's okay. Okay. It's okay because he's got it anyway. So I so just good. put my I just put my trust in him that because I I'm the same way, you know what I mean? It, and I think there's something about being the mother that's also being the house manager, that's being the bill collector, there's you know all these things. You're you're constantly running 17 things in your head at any one time and you're thinking past, present, future. All of and it. so I think when it started to run me ragged and when it started to then come out um, in snapping at my kids or getting mad at them really easily and then watching their sweet little faces oh. crumple because their favorite person is mad at them and it doesn't really make sense. I was like, this is not worth it. I would rather fail over there at the laundry than fail at loving them and being their mom. Oh, you know what I mean? my goodness. I, that's, I think what I've come to is that that's the one job I don't, I really want to do really well at. It's, that's the most important one. Okay. I'm going to say something that I hope sticks with people. I'm into a sticky statement. Let me just say that. Yeah, I love it. Your children, our children are more important than our failures. Yeah. That makes me so weepy. I know. It made me weepy. I just came up with it. I'm going to cry. I was crying. I'm crying. Like, as a person who wants to achieve, who finds a, who has to battle to find worth in just being and not doing, like, yes, yes. To, to proclaim that my children and the way that I love them are more important than my greatest failure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that changes me. That changes me and it really challenges me. And I yeah, hope it challenges I- someone else. Yeah, me too. Listen, I'm an achiever and, you know, I'm an immigrant. 
right? Like immigrants have a very high achievement threshold. And I think having had, you know, before doing this, I was a journalist. And then I think having had that career taken away from me and then God really challenged me in that moment going, okay, so what's your identity now? If you're not working at CNN, what, what, who are you? You know, and is that valuable enough to you? Is it valuable enough to you that I consider you worthy? Um, that I think I learned that early in my twenties, and it's a lesson I learned constantly for sure. But I, um, yeah, I just these kids are such a miracle to me, um, and for so many reasons, you know, yeah. that I just I'm like. I, I want them to see me fail because I want them to see what it's like to get back up and keep going, oh, you know, because yeah. I, I I don't want them to grow up with a perfect parent. No, you want them to grow up with a present parent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bring us a shirt. We're going to put it on there. <laughs> Bring us an apron. Yes. And a blazer. And a, <laughs> and a blazer, but make sure it's not a hundred degrees outside. Yes. Made Our, of linen. God, please, let it be thin. Let it be thin, Daddy God. One of the things that is really hard as a parent is trying to parent well with no resources, like no books, no access to things that can really help you process through it. And so I'm excited because I have gotten to be a part of a project that I've needed for myself. And it's my brand new kids book. It's called Broken Crayon Still Color. It's helping littles process their big feelings. And y'all, it is just the, I don't know, that's the joy of my heart right now because I'm seeing kids, maybe for the first time, parents, maybe for the first time talking about something that's been taboo for a long time, like our feelings and the fact that when we have big feelings, good ones and really bad ones, like it doesn't make us bad. God still loves us no matter what. And I'm excited because this book is touching the world. It's being put out in Target. Yep, that's a big deal. It'll be in Target, in stores, and it's just cool. I hope that you grab a copy for the kids in your life, for you, maybe yourself as a parent. All you do is head on over to TonyJCollier.com backslash crayons. It'll also be in the show notes. I hope you grab a copy. Yay. Okay, last thing I'm going to talk about is your cookbook. I, oh, man, yes. I've never seen that before. Devotional, recipes, Jesus, food. What are you most proud of about this? I'm so excited. Um, so the way that the, the cookbook came about is that I was actually really frustrated that another opportunity had kind of gone by and I was on the phone going, well, what am I supposed to do now? I was talking to my manager. What am I supposed to do now? Write a devotional cookbook. And he got really quiet and he goes, well, that's a really good idea. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Right. Thanks, <laughs> okay. Jesus. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, the fact that it sort of came out of this moment of being like, well, things are not going the way that I think that they're supposed to be going. And then God being like, well, what about this idea? Could you, could you consider this a good idea? Could you put your idea, your bad idea down 
and pick up my good idea. My real good idea. My real good idea that is, you know, it's success in a completely different way. Wow. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so I think I'm proud of going after it, of going, okay, well then what would this look like? Um, and there were honestly, when you're talking about working mother life, there were a ton of sacrifices that me and my family made oh, yeah. in to order make to happen. make this happen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I, oh, yeah, I do. I was <laughs> testing I got it. books, girl. It's not, it's not cute. Yeah. It's well, not cute. It's not cute. And I would, you know, not only was I writing the devotionals, but then I was you also testing the, the recipes. Oh my God. So there were two, you know, it was a year of not being able to go to Christmas parties or going to this thing or that thing or whatever, because I was working on this. And so I'm proud of my family, really, yeah, supporting me unit. through it. Yeah, because yeah. they would taste the food and go, this works. This doesn't work, mama. Yep. You know what I mean? Would your my daughters husband, taste it? Would, oh, daughter, uh, hot, all of these recipes like, oh, girl, are no, that wasn't kid, it. kid tested. <laughs> kid tested. That is so precious. <laughs> yes. Sis said, no, that's sis. It's not it. Okay, I'm going to say the title just so that people can, can yes. grasp it. Unwind, a devotional cookbook for the harried and hungry. Yep. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I can't wait to have it in my <gasps> I do have it. I just you remember. You do have it. Right before I left, I opened oh, up a little package and I was like, <gasps> right. they didn't send it to me. Yes. Oh, I it's can't beautiful. wait. I'm going to be up in there. And it's beautiful. I was going to say that. It is beautiful. <gasps> yeah. Stunning. I wanted it to be beautiful so that it's something that sat on your counter. We're going to be cute. Mm -hmm. um, but also something that you could flip through at night. Oh. You know what I mean? And just yeah. read like a book. Um, oh, because I, I really just stuff. want it to be a gift. It's, a, yeah. it's meant to be a gift to every person that picks it up. Because it was a gift to me to discover that this was something that was available to us. And I want everybody to have the same gift. Yeah. Mm. Artie, thank you. Thank you, for, Tony. For so many things. Like, thank you, obviously, <laughs> being on my podcast. We love it. The people are going to love it. I know they are. I've got a lot of foodie followers. They know what it is. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being so honest about something that we're not talking about, which is the struggle of being called to have yeah. a career and yeah. balance being called to be a parent. You yep. know, like that. Both callings not easy and we're not talking about it and I'm so glad that you are so honest and transparent about it and that you hold the tension of some dark colors and some light colors baby yep I love it you I'm need them that. both you need, you them, need both. them both is all I'm going to say <laughs> alright here's the last thing I'm going to ask from you Yeah, I think it would be great for you to pray for our working mamas who's <gasps> yeah. battling with guilt yes that we will not let turn to shame yes and who feels called to do the thing that God has put on the inside of them and okay. to also be mamas. I think that'd be yeah. really great. Okay. All right, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Lord, I thank you so much that you have a story for each and every one of us and that you have given us talents that nobody else has. There's no one else like each and every one of us, Lord. Um, and I thank you so much for all of these women who are trying their darndest to be all things to all people. And I just pray, Lord, for your peace. Um, your supernatural makes no sense peace um, to just sort of quiet our spirits for a moment and to hear from you and for you to be at the top of the list, the top of our never-ending to-do list because, Lord, what you've taught me and I'm sure so many women already know is that when we put you at the top of the list, it's like a little... It's like all the baby ducks get right in line behind the mother duck and everything falls into place and you put things in the right order. 
for us, and then we just need to follow. So, Lord, I just pray for quiet and peace um, and for clarity, Lord, for every woman who's listening and for a sense, Father, that even when we fail, that we're safe in your hands because you've got it all figured out anyway. The failure is not a surprise to you. Um, And I pray that it would not be crushing to us, but just an opportunity to get back up and show our kids that falling down is not the end of the world because you are always there to pick us up. We love you. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hey, fam. I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. I also just want to say that I do not do this alone. I have an incredible team that helps to make this podcast possible. It's produced by me and my lovely assistant, Amanda Reed. All of the episodes are edited by Robert Elkins. If you love the artwork and the graphics and all the marketing that we do, it's done by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. Also, We have illustration show notes. Head to my website, tonyjcollier.com backslash podcast, and you can download illustrated show notes done by my girl, Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. All right, last thing. If you love listening to the podcast, you are really going to enjoy watching it. So head on over to my YouTube channel and watch the full episodes done by my girl, Kendall Patterson of Lovely House Media. Let me remind you of something right now. Even when you're in the middle of the greatest pain of your life, Even when all hope seems lost, just know that God is in the business of healing and he is still and always will be your ultimate redeemer. Love you.